Hello, and welcome to the Lighthouse Analyst Relations Podcast. So, I'm here in the second of our series uh, discussing the Magic Quadrant, and I'm here with Ed Gaioko. Uh, Ed, thanks so much for coming in again. It's good to be back, I think. Excellent, excellent. And uh, a little bit of news since we since we last met. I, I hear you're in a, a new role now. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, you've heard correctly. I'm now the uh, European Analyst Relations Manager for Technohindra. Excellent. Excellent. Well, congratulations on the new role. They were, they were really happy to get you. Thank awesome. you. I'm really happy about it. So, so Ed, when, when we last met, we were talking about um, the, the, the Magic Quadrant, basically defining it and trying to give an idea of, of what it's of what it's trying to trying to represent. And I think what would be very good now would be to talk a, a little bit uh, more about how how people should respond to the to the analyst relations uh, challenges that the that the Magic Quadrant poses uh, people. Uh, with and also to say a little bit more about about your research and, and how you're developing it because I know for you this is it's an ongoing uh, project a little bit like a magic quadrant you know that the, you know that'll be coming up and you'll be moving moving the dots over the next year. Well, you know, I, I think a good place to to start with this is that there's just so many misunderstanding about what the NQ is, what's involved, what's expected, what it means, how it's used, and uh, there's a uh, uh, a lack of transparency with all parties involved. And the research I did uh, in terms of the, the white paper interviewing vendors and public relations, uh, AR pros, and uh, 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 yeah, even yourself, Duncan, yeah. you know, what, what came to light is that, that, that you know, there is a need for more transparency. And what's, what's good about the white paper is that, um, you know, for those who are able to read it, that um, uh, it, it offers a lot of notes and a lot of shared experiences and shared advice from from people who you know at, 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 from those people that there's, I hope that there's some some real value. Um, you know, in terms of specific misunderstandings, mm-hmm. there's some ones that, that came to light. And uh, you know, uh, I please chime in you know, with your experience on, on no, no, these as well. I would love to. Hear <laughs> you. And, and I do think it's amazing actually that if you think the magic quadrant is, is such a famous piece of research. Mm. And and yet there's so so much that people have got wrong about it, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just it's just an absolutely fascinating thing that even something that's so prominent can be so so misunderstood. Um, it's a little bit like Michael Jackson, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, I I I I'd, uh, I'd say you know um, that what was quite clear from the beginning is everyone has an opinion, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you know, uh, some of the misunderstandings, uh, you know, I mean, like, here's a couple that I, you know, that, that, that were at the top of the list. But one is that it's pay for play. You know, that, that's one of the big ones that, uh, you know, the larger vendors will always do better than the smaller vendors on, on, a, on a grid. Um, and yeah, maybe a, a smaller vendor who pays a lot is going to do better than a bigger vendor that spends a little bit less with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, there's this idea of uh, you know, kind of a, maybe even a malaise sometimes from uh, the AR manager's perspective or company's perspective, yeah. uh, or uh, that that well, it doesn't really matter what we do. We're always not going to do as good as the big vendors. And, mm-hmm. and I think you know, um, uh, you know. I'm a pretty jaded person <laughs> when it comes to this, and um, you know one of the things that uh, you know was was quite interesting to to hear from from others uh, is that, that and even hear from Gardner is that that sometimes that, you know the, the the basically the the idea was that if it's if a company is or a vendor is proactive 
and they interact with the analyst. They, they make an effort to learn about the criteria, but it's a, you know, an ongoing process, not once the review process is starting for the MQ, mm-hmm. but before that and as early as possible, that, that, uh, any good AR manager is going to, they may not know exactly where the dot is going to land on the grid, but they, they should have, by the time they're in the review process, should have a, a good idea of where it's going to appear. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think, I really like the way that you describe it as a malaise, because I absolutely appreciate the way that often you will, you will find people, for, especially high growth firms, who really have the idea that because they've got no chance of outspending their clients with Gardner, there's there's nothing uh, they can they can do. And I remember we I mean we've had the experience uh, here here at Lighthouse with with, with having a, having a client um, that's been able to get into the leader quadrant of a magic quadrant without having a subscription to Gartner. And I think people just had the idea. Oh, no, let me put it another way. You know. The, there is, I don't know, what, 20 days, 25 man days going into the production of a magic yeah, one. Yeah. I think some people think that it's just a half hour job where they put in the vendors, type in their contract values, their sort of spreadsheet, <laughs> you know, and, you know, as, as if the axes are spend this year and spend last year and then they correlate. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously, you know, uh, the, the magic wouldn't, wouldn't be so so relied upon. And, and there are other things, you know, that other firms produce, you know, Perhaps things that come with crystal paperweights with your names engraved on them, you know, that are a little bit more paperweight. And uh, and it's amazing that people really do believe that the that the Garden Magic Quadrant is uh, is um, is determined in such a simple way. Yeah, it's uh, you know, even when there's someone who on the you know, who's involved with the AR process, yeah. who has an understanding of this, yeah. right? Very often. Uh, that AR manager is probably not just spending time trying to communicate effectively with Gartner and building that relationship, but they're probably, I would place a bet, spending more time trying to convince their senior management, right, that, that there, there are opportunities, that there, there is, there are ways to work with Gartner to, to understand the criteria and improve a company's position. And, and I've, I've often thought that with some organizations, especially in difficult times like this, um, you know, you've got the, you know, you've got a kind of fight or flight kind of choice. You know, that you can kind of go into the discussion with with Gartner and, and really engage with them and put forward your ideas and really try to have a, you know, an, an, an open, if necessary, uh, you know, a conflictual, uh, you know, a difficult discussion. But, uh, but then on the other hand, you see a lot of people who just run away from from it. And you know, you see some people who think that they can. You know, uh, somehow not be mentioned on the quadrant if Gartner wants to include them or, or, or something, something like this. And uh, that is, um, that, 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 I think these excuses, you know, these, these ideas like, oh, well, you know, we, you know, we'll never get a pay a crack of the uh, week because we're not a big customer. Actually, I think these are just excuses for failure. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a you know, one person said, I mean, one of the people in the said that, that you, know, you may not like the results. Yeah. You know, where the company your uh, vendor falls on the grid, but it's usually accurate and fair. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's uh, you know um, you know more often than not that that's the case. Now you know uh, in the first podcast, you know, I made the statement that very often an MQ could have more impact internally than externally. Yeah, and and you know. One of the, um, you know, in terms of the content of the paper, there is a, a section on managing expectations, mm-hmm. and and I, I think that that's uh, 
you know, as, as in terms of best practice for any AR, AR manager to re- give real thought to that and, and what, you know, not just the time that's involved, right? Mm-hmm. But, but also, you know, uh, setting up process, processes, bringing in senior management, getting them involved, and perhaps not making it just a, you know, a, a marketing and AR uh, group, but actually bringing in the C-level executives so that, that they know early on in the process what's expected so that when it gets to the review process, they're already involved, they know what to expect, right? And know, know what's involved in terms of time and coordination, and uh, then at the end of the process, meeting up with them again, right, to review what's happened, review the placement, and then actually then preparing for the next year. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a long-term game. And, and so many companies uh, think of it like a PR hit. Oh, oh mm-hmm. uh-oh, you know, it's time for Forbes magazine to do its top 15 uh, best tech companies, you know. And, and you know what, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, that, indeed, that, that takes a lot of, that takes, you know, from, uh, from a reception standpoint, that can take a lot of time. But, you know, it doesn't re- even require, I mean, in, you know, making comparisons. It requires so much more time to make the proper investment in building the partner relationship in the energy. And this really reminds me of, of my experience when I was an analyst that you would often come across vendor organizations who have one big annual event and then you will never see them again. You know, and they treat it like sheep did. You know, they can drag, drag you through, you know, some grueling, some grueling uh, day of, of being power pointed to death in the dark. Uh, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get some room temperature fruit at three o'clock to thank you for it. And, uh, but, but very little communication, uh, in between. And, and w- one of the things that I really liked about your paper, and w- w- that I really think you, you know, you, uh, you hit the nail on the head, uh, as it were, is, is to understand that the challenges for AR managers are really only part, and actually dealing with Gartner, that's the easy bit of the magic problem. Yeah. It's, it's dealing, it's dealing with your, with your, with your colleagues. And there's some some some, um, uh, some great tips that uh, others have, have suggested, and uh, in terms of ways to work with senior management, and and they're included in the document. And there's also a section on uh, what the what the analysts expect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And and you know in terms of you know establishing the uh, the guidelines, and, and the, you know the one uh, that uh, you know I, I, I liked the best uh, was. Um, uh, someone who worked at a vendor basically and has recently gone through an interview process with, uh, with her company said it's always important to say thank you to the Gardner analyst. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That, that it's not an adversarial relationship, but it's one of working together. And I think that that's, you know, um, <laughs> I, 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 can think of a couple of vendors, <laughs> I can think of a couple of vendors that, that, that have, uh, have, uh, have, uh, have forgotten that the magic quadrant is not contact sport. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm just trying to think if there are any other uh, misconceptions. I mean, I suppose what one thing that, that we mentioned earlier on is the idea that you can get onto the magic quadrant if you don't meet the criteria, maybe by spending a little bit of money, or that you can get off the magic quadrant by hiding behind a, a fern and whistling and pretending you're not there. Well, um, you know, I, I, you know, I think that with those, um, you know, you know, basically, it's 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 like this. Um, if you if a vendor lies to get on a magic quadrant, right, if if they you know if there's any uh, any untruth, if the sales projections are you know doubled or tripled to to perhaps make the vendor look yeah. uh, uh, better in a particular market or situation, um, they will be caught out, 
uh, you know, the, the analysts who write and read the, the, uh, the research on the MQs, you know, it's, it's not just a document that just they write once a year and, and, and you know, it's, it's just, you know, put in a, in a file and forgotten about. The, the, for the analysts, it's, it's actually a project they work on year long, every conference, every event, every phone inquiry with an, with an end user, all of that information gets actually focused towards the, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. So, you know, um, the, you know, the vendors that, like you said, about the analyst relations day and it's a bunch of PowerPoint decks and, and they say, oh, well, we, we told them everything, right? But what, what they've really not done is they've not built a, a, an interactive and two-way relationship. And in many cases, it's more important to find, a, to ask the analyst questions than it is to provide them content. Because yeah. once you know their interest, what they're covering, um, then you know it, once once that those topics are identified and you know, once there's a better sense of the criteria that are being used for the MQs, you know at that point uh, that's that's when a company can really uh, uh, improve its position a bit. Yeah, and and I th- I think there's there's something that, that, that a lot of a lot of companies misunderstand that they think of 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 the of the magic quadrant research process as being something. That like has capital letters, magic quadrant research process, yeah. and it's like those six weeks or something like that. Yeah. When actually it's a period when you've had, you know, you've you've had uh, the preceding three hundred and fifteen days of the year, yeah, where where the analyst has been collecting information, and and, and then it's really just in that last period that the analyst is assembling information that they've already collected. So if you wait until until the analyst requests information. Then you'll pass the period where the where the analyst has agreed the criteria, has worked out the long list, has worked out the weightings in the criteria. You know they, they you know but by the time you start to assemble that data, you've got a pretty good idea of what you're of what you're going to end up with. Yeah, it's, it's, I'd say you know, you know one word that that plays well here is, is risk. Yeah, right. You know. Um, the more interaction that a, that a, a vendor has with a gardener analyst that's going to lead the uh, research for them too, the more, actually, the, the less risk there is yeah. in something going horribly wrong. <laughs> the less interactions you have, that the amount of risk increases mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And uh, once you're in the review process, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit late to start thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like turning up for a marathon without having trained. Yes, You know, yes. thinking you can train during the first half of the marathon and then do really well in the second yeah, half, yeah. In, the, in, in the second half. So, I mean, it, it sounds like we're just talking about risks. And, and obviously, in, in your, you know, I know that in your paper, of course, you talk about the risks, but then you also provide solutions. And, yes. and, and, and that's, that's, I suppose, the major reason why the... Uh, why the IIALR has asked you to do all of this inside, inside together? Well, you know, I, I, I tell you, I've been, I've been a bit selfish when I was writing the paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, you know, with the MQ, uh, it's quite easy to write a book. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And uh, what I wanted, you know, what I've been asked to write was actually something that was usable and um, something that would give um, AR managers ammo, you know, sections that could be cut and pasted and sent off to their senior management to help make their lives easier. And mm-hmm. that's perhaps why I was a bit selfish because I kept, you know, in terms of focusing the paper, I thought, well, what would have helped me? Yeah. And, and, um, what's been good to hear so far is that the, uh, the, um, some of the first readers in the early rounds of revision, that, that they've come back and they, they've actually said that it would help, you know, these are mm-hmm. rather serious, uh, you know, experienced AR pros, but, you know, the document would help them because it's not, it's not, um, 
Uh, it, it's written uh, as a collection of, of best practice from experts. It's not written yeah. from one person's point of view. Mm -hmm. So in terms of cutting and pasting that, that those recommendations to, to you know, perhaps people in sales or a new business that may not want to provide the customer references or to send it to senior management yeah. uh, in terms of, 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 of ensuring that, it, that their time is, is that they, you know, they get involved in the, the MQ process, that there's some real um, real ammo there to, uh, to, to help people with the day-to-day work. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, obviously, when you say that you could write a, a book about the magic quadrant, I mean, I mean, really, uh, you know, that's not a joke. I mean, there, there's a huge, there's a huge amount there. But, but this reminds me. I know that you're intending to continue this work on the magic quadrant. Aren't you? Uh, well, um, uh, you know, what I've already found out is that uh, pretty much everybody has an opinion on the MQ, yeah. and um, uh, they're very happy to share it with me. <laughs> and and uh, what, I, what I'm hoping to do is revisit the paper in 12 months and. Uh, add some, I mean, I already have some great ideas from additional, uh, additional content, but would, you know, of course, welcome anyone to, to share their stories, good and bad, uh, and, uh, you know, email them or, you know, or, or um, make a comment on, uh, Lighthouse, mm -hmm. lighthouse.ar.com. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it's a little bit ironic, really, to have an annual refresh uh, of, your, of your paper, since, since that's exactly what the magic point is. I mean, what was, um, you know, what we, you know, what was, uh, very exciting. I think it's important with this particular paper is that you know I'm so used to having uh, Gartner send a report to to me and you know with the client I'm working with or in my past for a, a check for fact check for accuracy and and in this particular case uh, we had asked Gartner to check this paper for accuracy. Mm -hmm. So they uh, they've come back and and they've uh, we've made corrections and uh, I think it's. I'm really happy that, that, that Gartner participated in, in, in this particular project. Fantastic. So obviously there's a lot in the paper that we haven't been able to, to, to speak about, partly for time and, and partly because obviously it's the IAAR's members who, who get the, 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 you know, the full version. But do you just want to run through the, the structure of your paper I and mean, give people an idea of, of what they'll see in the paper if they, if they get a hold of it? Yeah, I'd be ha happy to, Doctor. Thanks. Uh, you know, uh, you know, essentially, uh, the paper emphasizes that it's a cyclical process. And what's, what's, what's great about it is, uh, in the, I mean, the last thing's great about it, but, yeah, there's very usable, uh, information, pragmatic tips, and there's, uh, you know, for example, there's a, a template cycle of the beginning, you know, of the, of the process before the, before Gartner would send an email requesting information and to start the review, um, to the completion of the cycle. And it's a great, um, a great tool uh, to share with management for AR managers to really show their colleagues, you know, how long the process takes, as opposed to, well, it's just sending back some pieces of information. You know, I mean, it, it's it's uh, you know, again, as as I said before, it's it's some ammo to use to help uh, AR managers with their, their day to day work. Then there's a, a section on best practices, and um, you know, this uh, includes building internal support and managing expectations uh, and you know it's you know, I, I, you know there are there are some uh, stories that were shared about you know, AR managers being told at the beginning of the year that, that part of their uh, a key performance indicator was to whether you know success for them as an AR manager was moving the dots from one one box 
to the other. And I wonder how many people can do that in one year. Right, right, right. And, you know, I think that, you know, what you'll find are some notes and some suggestions. And this is it. I mean, I know. Uh, <laughs> Headhunters addresses, yeah, yeah, some yeah, sample yeah. resumes. Yes, yeah. yeah, you know, this is, uh, you, know, um, you know, what can you say? I mean, and, and it, I think it's an incredible, incredibly difficult position to be in when you're an AR man- manager and a vendor. And, and, you know, what do you say? How do you, how do you, you know, educate uh, uh, your colleagues in a situation like this, and, and I think you know, you know, what you'll find in the paper is that section, and you can just so you know, uh, you know cut and paste three or four uh, bullet points, send it back, and and, and it's really uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it, it's going to help a lot of people. And uh, uh, the next section is on relationship building, some some uh, practical tips on. Uh, arranging briefings, uh, how to best work with uh, the lead analyst for the MQ, and uh, how it's not just, you know, I mean, we briefed partner this year and we're done, but it's you know, more than that and it's a process. And then uh, oftentimes, uh, uh, the last, uh, well, second to last, second to last, last section is um, on references. And I know we talked about this in the, the first podcast, but it's, it's the something, you know, very often it's the... Um, it's a complex issue providing the names and phone numbers of the top customers mm-hmm. to a Gartner analyst who potentially has a client that is a competitor, right? Right, and um, basically what this this you know, the paper um, highlights is that it is in fact uh, not just a, a year long process to build build a relationship with the analyst. It's a year long process, or it's an ongoing process to build uh, build a great relationship. With the references, so you, you know, there's, there's a sense in knowing what they're going to say, that they're the best references to use, and that uh, uh, you know that there's some process around it, and that, that it's it's not something that uh, waits to the last minute. Yeah, right, right. Once the review process has started, and I, is there a story you have to share? No, 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 no. Just been a just been an experience. Oh, all right, okay, okay. Um, last section is on uh, moving quadrants and some suggestions about how how to do that. And uh, you know, once again, I really want to. I can't say this enough. It's a long-term game, and uh, you know, I think it's really important to, to understand that it, you know, if you, you know, if a company's able to move its 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 dot on the grid uh, in a year, well, that you know, great. Uh, but for most companies, that in fact, it's 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 not a process that takes several years. Mm. And it's one thing to move the dot, but another thing, another thing to move from one quadrant into into another. And I think the other thing is um, is that if you move, probably everybody else moves as well. You know, and I think this, this is really frustrating. You know, that people come along and say, "Look, you know, our, our code is better, our maintenance is better, our sales is better, our support is better. We, you know, the coffee machine's better. The CEO is less is less nasty. You know, you know, and, and yet our relative position hasn't changed." I think this is actually another thing that people need to be educated about, which is that everybody, everybody who stays in the market is improving. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the comments that, that uh, one of the people I interviewed said is that that it, it's um, probably more important to learn where uh, your competitors are going to be positioned yeah. than to, to focus the, the mm-hmm. discussion or yeah, yeah the research on, on where um, you know, the company you you work at might be positioned. Okay, so uh, I suppose the last thing that people will, will will want to know, and I know that we talked about this when, when we met last time, um, how can people actually get hold of this of this paper? Okay, well, uh, members of the IIAR can go on to to the site analystrelations.org 
and they'll have that free access to the paper and uh, that, I mean, that's, that's uh, for members. For non-members, unfortunately, uh, to access the paper, if you go to analystrelations.org, you can send an email um, and find out more information about becoming a member and having complete access to all of the, uh, the text and, and notes and recommendations. Uh, it's it's um, my understanding there will be an abstract made available, but the difference between the abstract and the actual the, the paper on the you know, the, the full paper um, is that the abstract will not contain those practical mm-hmm. recommendations and the notes and the tips, uh, and, and I think that's that's the real value of the uh, the paper. Okay, so basically, if you're not a member of the IIAR, you need to need to basically. Join. Join, get this, and then you get all of the other resources yeah. that the institute's providing. That's right. That's right. right. And uh, for anyone who has any stories or would like to share their opinion, uh, good or bad, about Gardner, please email me at mm-hmm. uh, edgayurko, that's uh, E-D-G-Y-U-R-K-O, at gmail.com, and I'd be very happy to include uh, appropriate comments in the next revision of the paper. Okay, well, Ed, thank you so much uh, for uh, for coming back, uh, and so so many uh, congratulations on your on, on your new uh, role. Um, of course, if people have got comments, feel free to email them to Ed or to or to comment uh, on uh, on our website. Ed, thank you very much for joining us for this Lighthouse podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thanks.